Welcome to the Hex Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to Hex Podcast episode 17. I'm here with Chris Timmins. Hello. Threadgold. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to talk about High Rocks today, um, a word on everyone's lips in London and especially in Hex at the moment. So let's start with um, Matt, tell us what High Rocks is. So High Rocks is the latest fitness buzz type of competition that's going around. I know we mentioned Turf Games in previous podcasts, but now fitness competition that's really on everyone's lips is High Rocks. Um, they launched in the UK with one in London um, at the XL a couple of months ago and then the weekend just gone we had the Birmingham edition at the NEC. Chris competed in the individual and I competed in the relay there. Basically what High Rocks is, is it's eight lots of single kilometres runs broken up with eight workouts in between. So sort of a 16 segment part workout. Um, a real test of running ability, but then also thrown into the mix is those other elements of fitness as well. Um, it starts off with the 1K run, then you've got a thousand metres on the ski erg. Then again, a 1K run, then four lots of 12 and a half meter sled pushes. The weight varies depending on which division you're in. Top division has 175 kilos on top of the sled. And let me tell you, it's a lot harder than pushing it on the AstroTurf that we've got here at Hex. So if you are going to do it, you'll have a nice quaddy surprise once you get there. Followed that sled is another K run. Then you have a sled pull. This sled pull is with a rope and you've got to stay within a one meter segment when you're pulling rope back. And that's again, four times 12 and a half meters. Again, the, same weight, the weight drops slightly. So top weight, I believe is 125 kilos on that sled pull. So 50 kilos off, but you are stuck within that one meter segment for the pull. Then again, you've got a 1K run and then you come into Chris's worst enemy with the 80 meter burpee broad jump. So it's essentially two lengths of the segment in the arena. So you go down and then you come back up. So those of you who don't know what a burpee broad jump is, it's the chest of the floor, you stand up and you jump, then you repeat and repeat and repeat so until so you cover. Know. Not right now, not in the lifters. Oh, okay. So how many, uh, yeah. how many should we be getting? 70? So if... reps, I would say you're probably going to be looking at somewhere near 80 reps. So if you're going to cover a metre per burpee ball jump, you're going to be doing 80 reps on that one. Quite a small jump, isn't it? But bear in mind that you've done a sled push, a sled pull, and you've already run 4K by then. Yeah. It's not always the most efficient to have the biggest, most powerful jump because that's going to gas you out and tire you out as well. And that's the halfway point, isn't it? And then once you get through that, as Chris says, you're halfway through, you've got another 1K run, then you've got a 1K row, which is a nice intermediate point through to catch your breath. Then again, 1K run followed, and then you've got a 200 meter kettlebell farmer carry. If you've been doing the sessions at Hex, you know what a farmer carry is. Um, with the kettlebells, you're just holding the kettlebells. The top weight is 
32 for gents and 24 kilos each arm for the ladies. And that's through a sort of slalom course, back and forth, back and forth through the railings. And then again, you go to another 1K run. After that, you've got 100 meters of sandbag lunges. Um, top weight is 30 kilos on those sandbags for the guys and 20 for the ladies. Followed by your final 1K run. And if that wasn't bad enough, then you've got 100 rule balls. And if you have a judge like Chris, you will get no reps dubiously as well. And then your wall balls in? Wall balls and tens? Wall balls is, is, is going to fill. Um, if you're going to do the wall balls, my suggestion would be, I mean, we're going to go over this a little bit more later, but suggestion would be if you're going to go use 30, 20, get the first 50 done, but don't take too long in between. So you want to pick up that ball and get going. You might even be better off to go 10s, but just have a quick, short recovery in between and keep going. There's no point doing four lots of 25 if you're taking a minute in between each set. So at the end of the workout on the hand ball ball, it's like crazy golf, the ball vanishes down the hole and you lose it. Why no, the judge... It's a good question, because that, I didn't know what to do. You're like, where do I do, I do that now? That wasn't the only time you didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to run onto the stage. Yeah. yeah. With the ball or without the ball? Without the ball. Did some people run with the ball? So then you cross the line. Um, I mean, we can, we can go through bits and pieces of it. As I say, Chris did the whole thing so he can give you a better insight to how it was. I mean, I'm just going to pick up on a few bits and pieces here. So generally, with it, everybody's first K was their fastest kilometre in it. How did that first K feel compared to the last K? Yeah, we're excited, we've got we've got your times up here, um, so we can go yeah, over. We're excited. To be honest, the the the, the final K because I I messed that up. I, <clears> I actually went round more than the two and a half times I was supposed to go around, and I went around three and a half times. But when you're doing that last run, there's so much adrenaline that it's quite similar to the first one because yeah. there's so much adrenaline in the first one, and then you calm into it all. So I can't, it's quite hard to compare the two. You know you're running into 100 war balls and then it's done and you're desperate to finish it at that point. Yeah. So an indication of what sort of times Chris was running through. His first kilometre was in 4.38. As he said, the last one where he did the extra lap was 7.28. Um, averaging through it, he was running mid fives. Second one was 5.05 and then went to 5.31, 5.38. 523, 522, 511, etc. So he was slowest on the runs after coming off the sled push and sled pull. Do you want to tell us how that, your legs pure, felt after those? It's like pure leg doms, that way you yeah. slow down. It's going to do it faster. Yeah, just, but it's actually like, because the timing is, when you start to understand the <clears throat> nuances of yeah. the workout, when you finish each workout, you then I need to get back onto the yeah. track, but obviously the clock is still ticking. So it's, not, it's not a pure kilometre from that point. There's these transition phases that go through. So you've got a transition point where you come through the gate into the transition for this, that section. So yeah. the, first, the first run is the only official one kilometre without ins and yeah. outs and round radius yeah. and bits and pieces. So that's generally why it's the quickest one. Um, and then Chris... So on, the ins and outs... 
you need to factor that in. Like you've got to get out and back on the track and out quickly the right, because and out the, the right, time's on. And out the right way. So on, <laughs> on the right, if, if you've watched Chris's Instagram or seen mine, I had to nearly jump over the railings, shout down his ear to get him to run round and out the right way on yeah. after it's the not road. confusing though it's actually very well organized I mean, it's, but... it's quite easily signposted where it yeah. says in and out <laughs> just like to, to run out the end. i like that they give you a little bit of red bull uh, it, it, when you go back on to run your kilometer they give you like half a cup of red bull or like, each time yeah sugar-free 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 red bull like well you can choose cans. that or water i was like red bull red bull so you four cans by the time finish. um i drank i mean red bull's a massive sponsor but i did i I drank two two cans of Red Bull before I even went on the What's circuit. Buzzing. Yeah, How did but that was my first pre-workout in weeks, so I stopped doing that now. The Hex Podcast. So comparing high rocks to other competitions you've done, how do you find? I really this? like it, and it's really nice, and it's a breath of fresh air for me. Because I got, and a lot of people get into fitness through running, don't they? And I think a lot of people at Hex have done as well. So my route into fitness, before I went to Phil, I'd been just pounding the pavements and doing marathons. And I was really thin, wasn't I? Like a jockey or something, like no muscle. And I said to Phil, I really need some muscle. Um, And I was bored of running. But this kind of has that beginning and end thing. But with all the really cool strength stuff that we do at Hex in between each one. So it's like, it's such a, it's just, I just think it's such a great thing and so simple. It's like a George snap, but then it's like a so many different kind of yeah and, and people like. shouldn't be scared of doing it. i mean there was all abilities there wasn't yeah there? yeah i mean the my best bit was the sandbag lunges we do loads of legs at hex and um i just nailed past all the guys doing my lunges i was like how is this happening i didn't understand it and it's towards the end as well and i was just going past everyone so, the worst so it felt good worst section. the worst section the was the burpee was. broad jumps i just don't feel in tune with them but i'm gonna get because i'm gonna do it again in manchester and the whole point of this podcast is that we want people to come and do it with us in manchester and london in april so but i want to well i'm well i've been working with matt as a lot of people know matt's been working with me to help improve and so i need to get a pace for those burpee board jumps because they're bloody horrible so do you want to tell people where you finished i came seventh in my age category and you're at the top 44th overall but and then you're also at the top end of your age category, not so. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, as in my age? Yeah, so you're nearly crossing over into the I mean, next... nearly into the next age category, yeah, which yeah. is cool. Because that's that, that's the really great thing about High Rocks as well, is they don't just, like a lot of these events, they're kind of like over 35, they're, that's, yeah, that's you're in the senior category. or Whereas this is like, it's bracketed like really well. So if like so, we obviously want Deck and Greg to be involved in this because yeah. they've got a category that they can do really yeah. well in, and they should bloody do well if they've been training here. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I came seventh, and I would have come fourth actually. Well, what thereabouts well, it, did you work it out? Well, it was it was the, the top six in each category qualify for the grand final in Las Vegas. Um, that's why everyone talks about. It and Chris, as well. Chris was about <laughs> ninety seconds away from the guy that finished above him in six. So had he not run the wrong way round, had he not taken that many Red Bulls and had he not gone out the inn 
on the road. There's certainly time to be made up. And so many of the people there had prior experience in mm. London of doing it. So they were second comers, whereas Chris was complete novice to it. Yeah. And I want to get some good trainers for it as well, because I don't think I was running in good runners. Um, and now that I've done it, I feel like I understand it. And I know, I know in, you know, that I could have gone harder. First ones in any competition is always a nerve, isn't it? New yeah. Yeah. Environment. Yeah. New challenge. Yeah. The, the members here have done a few competitions of late. They did turf games earlier in the summer and then they've done um, the Bass for Cancer of late. So they have got that competition experience now. If yeah. they don't want to go fully immersed into the individual side of it, there is that pairs option. You can do. This is the next one, isn't it? Yeah, the next one's in so, you're, to, 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 to say who's doing that so far, so you've got a whole crowd together, haven't you? Well, this one? Yeah. Well, uh, Matt's doing individuals, so myself and James Dabbs, another coach, want to go individuals as well. It'll be quite fun, because we've never gone yeah. against each other. Um, and I'll be there with you, but I'll be in my own age category. But being with you guys is amazing for me, because I just think you're going to really push me. Because that's the other thing, like... There's the, 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 I was looking at, I was comparing myself to other people doing it and thinking like that you feel confident doing this because of the very nature of what we do at Hex, I think. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not the type of event people should be scared of. Uh, I mean, type of people that we think would really be good, rich. So who, rich who, team. Rich Taylor. We're going to try and get a few into the pairs for this army, but mostly we're going to try and get... A lot more hex yeah, so Shifra and Beth are going to be doing the pairs for it. Um, so we want to try and get a lot of hex members, a bit like Battle Cancer, to, to fucking go for it in, on 30th of April. Yeah, and but, we want to take a, a, a group of us to Manchester. I'm yeah. going to leave these guys chatting and finish off the podcast. Well, we're done. We're done. We're done. So, okay. yeah. Did you want to hear anything more? <laughs> Um, no, that's it. So I think what you'll probably send a message out, won't you, to say, right, who's up for Manchester, who's up for London? We'll get we'll buy some entries and get everyone into it. That we can cover a few bits and pieces in the meantime. Well, yeah. in the meantime, they could do it. They're unsure about bits and pieces. So if you are thinking about entering or you're sort of curious about it, types of things that you can do in the meantime. Before signing up, you've got a little while, you've got over a couple of months before. Go out there, run a 5K, run a 3K, see what sort of time you're hitting. As you heard earlier, you heard what times Chris was running. Did the first one under five, four and a half or so, and then subsequent ones were around that 5.30 mark, mm -hmm. a little bit quicker here and there. Um, other ways to test it out with intervals in between, is if you've got these apps, if you've got the Nike Run app or something like that, it will tell you in your ear once you've got to 1K, pause it, and then do 100 burpees. <laughs> or on class and comp. Or a better way, 100 air might squats. be what Chris done, and get yourself as a PT, and just do a few sessions to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and specific training does make a big difference. Um, not just trying to plug it, but having somebody that you're accountable to does make a difference. And it does give you that competitive edge on the day. Um, knowing your pacing, knowing how to do it is really, really important. What's the average time for an individual going, going for yeah. like an hour and a half? Oh, over that. So towards the one hour. So getting a, a trainer or getting some obviously advice to yeah. do an hour and a half to train is a big step in it. Yeah. So, so, so Chris, Chris did it 
in an hour 20 um, with those small errors in. It's a, like a half marathon, isn't it? Around that range, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. A little bit less, but yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. All right, guys, thanks for joining us today. Um, stay tuned for more info on our social media um, about Irox. Um, stay tuned. See you next time. Thank you.